Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 35-4 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernil. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. And um, yeah, we just celebrated our seventh podcast anniversary last week. So if you were there for that, um, if, you, if you were there, then you know. And if you weren't there, give it a listen. Yeah, it's give not it a- quite the same, but it's still <laughs> if fun. If you weren't there, we recorded the whole thing anyway. So <laughs> check it out. We played our favorite music that we played over the course of the year. So it's actually, I was listening back to some of it. It's really fun just to hear all this just great music back to back. It's it's really, really nice. Yes. Uh, but we're celebrating something different this week, aren't we, Pernell? We are. We're celebrating the evolution of the keyboard. That's right. So the the, the probably the nerd's favorite acronym ever W-A-S-D, which stands for up, left, down, right. That is correct. <laughs> also, an exotic form of B. Oh, that's right. You only, only found in South America? That's right. Yeah. The WASD. Anyway, uh, WASD, <laughs> W-A-S-D, the band, Austin, is here with us today. Thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. We're happy so to pumped. have you here. <laughs> happy to have you here. Um, listeners listeners who don't know about WASD, tell them why they should know and who you are. Um, sure, yeah. I'm Austin. I also go by Catagen online. I'm the band leader, arranger, guitar player for WASD, and we are a PC game-themed video game cover band specializing primarily in... Uh, like the golden age of PC gaming, you know, late 80s up to like uh, early mid 2000s. You got your your DOS up through your uh, XP era of computer games. I'm actually wondering if you're ever going to get a rival band called IJKL or something, but that could be, <laughs> that would be a trick. <laughs> no, the, rival band have, is, uh, the rival band is Arrow Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow Keys, yeah, exactly. Or you get the, the, the chaotic evil version, which is like 8462 on the numpad. Oh, you know, like God. Arrow Keys on the numpad. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like these this, like spiked collars, like Mohawks walking. Yes. Somebody call for a smash up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you guys, I mean, like, I remember we, we first heard you, or I first heard you um, playing Canyon MIDI. Um, oh, yeah. The classic. The oh. song the song that I, I that had left my brain then like after the first like three notes, I was like, oh my God. It's all coming back. It yeah. made me an Insta fan, to be honest. Like, did, did, did. Like, oh, that was the jam back in the day. Yeah, but that was, so that, was, that was some years ago. And then from then, like, you've just been rocking so many tunes. What are some of the favorite tunes that you've arranged? Um, well, for this album, we've got some stuff from Turrican. Uh, that's really nice. good. We have a we have one of my favorites from the album is from Heretic, um, the, yeah. the Doom clone. Um, so good. Uh, let me see what else. Um, oh, Civilization Four. Nice. I'll be yet to. I got an arrangement of that. The title screen music for that so good. Works out so well. There's some Dune. I don't know if you ever heard the Dune video games and their soundtracks, they're but like, good. yeah, they were the first uh, Command and Conquer, right? Yeah, like the predecessors to the RTS genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Duke Nukem 3D, Un- Incredible Machine 3. Oh, you got Unreal. The, the Incredible Machine. 
Heck yeah. Did you play Heck The Incredible yeah. Machine? I did not. I didn't realize. Like, every once in a while, like, I hear people talk about some games. I'm like, I played I played like a shareware version of this when I was like yes. nine or ten. And Did it let you build Rube Goldberg? That's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. You had like a goal. <laughs> you had like like a specific number of parts, and you had to build a Rube Goldberg machine to accomplish like a task. See, that sounds it was like usually like, get the basketball into the hoop yeah but you had to like go up and under things with like fans blowing stuff and mouse traps and live mice sometimes and all kinds of stuff <laughs> no cool. mice were harmed in the in the recording <laughs> filming of that game i <laughs> digital mice only oh digital yes mice. so by, many digital mice destroyed <laughs> so like we were talking earlier before the show started about the idea of starting some kind of like improv group jokingly Oh yeah, <laughs> but because we were talking about like some Harvest Moon like stat management and is that what we're gonna do at Magfest? I don't know the Robin Pernell <laughs> Improv Hour. I don't know it possibly because it's not a great idea. This leads it could be to the, the improv five minutes. It, it's yeah, possible because like start with a little skit. Like yeah. the like the lead into like the the quick story I had was like a couple weeks ago. I had, well, I guess a week ago I ended up going to some like comedy show down south near my house and. Uh, I didn't know any of the comedians, and I was kind oh, of right. not familiar with the region either, right? So I get down there. It's three comics. So it's, I'm sorry, you said a mill town, right? Yeah. Okay. So the first two comics. <laughs> so, I'll all be, over Delaware. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll be blunt. The first two comics weren't all that great. In fact, they were pretty rough. They did a lot of those like <laughs> like low-hanging fruit jokes, but they also told jokes poorly in oh, that regard. Yeah, so it tough. wasn't even like, hey, yeah. you went there. But you did well with the with the content. I was you like, know, oh, this hurts. People, oh God, no! You know they're on their way. They're 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 working on it, and that's why I yeah. gave them the 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 pity clap. Good, and was also like, yeah, mic? yeah, like because I didn't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. a jerk to them or nothing. Yeah, was but, this was this open mic? No, nah, it was it was three comics, but oh, they were paid. To be there. They were paid. There was <laughs> okay. a plan to be there. Yeah, but I was like, oh man, this is some rough cringe stuff. But in the midst of that. <laughs> there were a couple like jokes that were sent towards me at my table because we were one of the first front tables. So it was like, mm-hmm. hey, look at that tall guy. How are you so tall, stanky, skankly guy or whatever? So you, were in the, you were in the splash zone. I was very much in the splash zone. <laughs> but the thing about it was I was hitting the back as hard as he was giving it. Really? Like at one point, guy was like. You weren't, you weren't heckling. You were just like kind of throwing him back. I was throwing him back to the point where people it's were laughing at my joke. target you first. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like guy was like, uh, he made a joke about uh, my sweater. I was wearing a sweater. He's like, what the hell's with that sweater you got on, man? Like a freaking Eskimo or some kind of like wildebeest. How many animals did you kill to come here with that? I was like, look here, beep, 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 because I was definitely on fire with it. <laughs> like, it's freaking cold outside. If anything, it was worth it. I killed three Tauntaun to make this outfit, and I'm proud of my job. Look at the work. The works, mission. People were laughing. Another point, he made a joke about my head because I hadn't. I need to cut it real soon, actually. And I was like, he made a comment about oh, how bald man. I was. I These was are like, some low blows. He's he's criticizing mm-hmm. your clothing and your hair. And I called. Him, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, man, three people died up here. They haven't been famine seen since the widow's peak. That's very that's very gracious of you because I would have thrown down if I was there with you. Well, that's the thing. You 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 almost I, I get that what you're saying because there's another guy that was to the right of me. No, we, he he was getting he was feeling it. He was making fun of his hair for being really long. Yeah, I'm like. He was like upset, like oh really? He was upset. He was mad, and I was was trying to. He wasn't feeling it in a good way. He was not feeling it in a good way. I was trying to buffer for him. I was like, man, don't let him get to you. You got some luxurious locks. He's jealous of you. Do you (laughs) see our heads? We want what you got. How much you selling it for? I need a dollar amount. Um, But what ended up happening was uh, after the second set, I went up to get like my another beer, and I went to go pay for it. The guy goes, "Nah, you're okay. The talent doesn't pay." And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not the talent. He's like, talent doesn't pay. You're good. 
And so for the rest of my night, my beers were free. So when you first posted that, I was like, oh, you're in Middletown. They're racist. And they. But that's the thing, though. <laughs> and, they're it's like, and, then, and they're like, I've never seen a black person before. But that's the, therein lies the rub, though. It's still possible yeah. because the, the lead comic and me, or lead comic and I, were the only black people in the entire building. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it is very possible. But with that said, the people beer. were laughing at my jokes. <laughs> I got free beer out of it. And in the end, I even had a chat with the comics when we were, they were all done. We were all kind of pow and I was like, "Look oh, here!" Nice. I was like, "Look, man, so you got I can't to talk do- to them." And did you make fun of their hair and their clothing? Well, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I did at one point. I was like, "Oh man, those, those jokes were kind of rough." But I also admit, I was like, "Look, I don't do stand up. It's not my shtick. I'm an improv-y guy. I can respond to things. Yeah, but yeah, I cannot that's... sit here like, okay, okay, they're getting a little salty. I gotta come up with my my goldfish lines, my goldfish jokes. <laughs> so there's a goldfish there's a comic joke. from Wilmington I want to have on the show sometime. He he was doing a um he had his own podcast for a while called English for Criminals, which was like kind of the um he talked about the etymology. Entom- entomology, entomens, entomensology, yeah, cupcakeology, entomology, entomology of um, words used in like crime in the criminal justice system. Dunk, That's dunk. awesome. Which is pretty cool. I was actually really <laughs> eye opening, and most of it was racist, so it was great. Oh man! Yeah. I mean, most of the entomology of of criminal words. Oh, thank God! Are racist. He's no, not him. Not him. I was like, we're not getting him on any show. <laughs> he can't come on here. He no, cannot no, 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 be no, here. No, 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 he's a nice guy. This really is where nice I guy. bring my shoes. No, he's a teacher, and, and he works in he works in prisons. He's a nice guy. Okay, that uh, I like. Okay, we went off on this crazy tangent, Austin. That's what we do. You um, did well, he come up with this topic? Yes, he did. The hell, mm-hmm. man! Austin's a champ. Don't you you get out of his business? He knows what he's doing. So, uh, why pirates? Why pirates? What what what's, what draws you to pirates? Here's the <laughs> the actual answer is that I was thinking about the last times I've been on the show. We were talking about this earlier. I think I've been on three times, I think so. maybe at least twice by myself and then once with my old band Steel Samurai. But mm-hmm. I remember one of the times I came on solo, we went on a whole tangent about MMOs and uh, Pernell and I really bonded over puzzle pirates. Yes. Oh, that's and right. that has yeah. stuck with me for a very long time. I think Yo, about that conversation. Ho, ho. Is that still out there? That's still out there, right? <laughs> it's still out there. Really? Oh man, let's let's get a crew together. <laughs> sea of Thieves, eat your heart out. We're playing puzzle pirates. I know. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to like have like a first person adventure with like swords and friends. I want. I want to do puzzles alone in my room. I've been away from the <laughs> MMO scene for a while. Yeah, me too. Puzzle pirates would bring me back, like a new, like upscale <laughs> yeah. puzzle adventure. I would be back on board that's for that. That's interesting. That's interesting. That, that that stuck with you for for a while. I know, and it's that's just how it was. And so I was thinking, like, could pirates work as a theme? Because I was, I, I um, before I sent the message and like confirmed it, sealed the deal. I was like, can I think of any games that have pirates? Uh, and of course, I think of like Assassin's Creed Four and like Monkey Island and things like that. And eventually, I was like, I think I've got enough. I think I can come up with enough games that, that this could work. So. I will there say though, yeah, oddly yeah. enough, this is our second. We, the first time we did pirates was uh, pirates versus oh, really? ninjas mm-hmm. with, Car- with, Car- oh. with Carlito. So I only had to go half pirate. Now I, I'm going full pirate. <laughs> but like the beautiful thing about pirates is that you know you're not just limited to the age of sail because there are also space pirates. Mm-hmm. That are a thing. That's right. But you mentioned that because. <laughs> um, oh. Wait, did I? What did I do? I did I do space pirates? No, I. Didn't mine are all. Mine are all. Real pirates. My, mine are all pirate adjacent. I tell you one like, thing: yeah. pirates within a game. So, like, because like a lot of kids' games, it's like here's a pirate themed stage, and so yes. that's what gets interesting yes. about the topic, though. Like that's why it was a surprisingly. It would have been tough for me, except 
out of like back pockets. Like, wait, ever like at least two tracks? I've been trying to get up, come up with an excuse to get on the show, and they both fit this topic. Yeah. But um, initially, I came in like pirates are usually like an individual character in a game who has a history of being a pirate, but the game is still something completely unrelated to piracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that said, if you're listening, devs. We need more piracy games. We want games more where pirates. you're... Yes, yeah, cyber pirates. <laughs> a, a game developer. We need more piracy. Wait, let me rephrase oh, that. Wait, wait. Whoa. 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 Let me drink my water here. Don't copy that floppy. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> okay, Austin. So as is our... Um, our uh, what, we, what we do, our... You know the thing we do, all the our what you know as is what the thing that we do. <laughs> that thing we do. Um, we ask our guests to uh, pick their first song. So Austin, of the tracks you sent over to me, what would you like to listen to first? Uh, I think we should start off with uh, the track that I brought from Pirates Gold for the Amiga CD32, the main title. I think it will set the vibe of the entire episode. All right, let's listen. Gold. Pirate. Gold. Exclamation. Beautiful gold. gold. 1993. That was uh, the main title from Pirates Gold for the Amiga CD32. Austin brought that over. That's that's that I mean that's classic. That's pretty. That's pirate. That's, that's as piratey be as you can be. As pirate as you can get. Yeah. Yo yeah. ho and a bottle of milk. <laughs> but but definitely the, the classic um you know sea overseas you know the take, shanty taking down the British uh, trading ships kind of style. Yes. So yeah. it wasn't setting just sail me, from ports. It's not just you. And this is taking like, down British British trading ships. Don't tell everybody, jeez, man. But <laughs> like, no, it's uh, it just. I was listening to the track and it's, I like the sound, but at the same time, I also was like, this sounds like the proverbial 
pirate ship sailing tune. Yeah. Tying on the high seas, having fun, talking to my friends <laughs> while we're drinking rum. <laughs> no, it's yeah, really... it's it's got to be like, it, I think it's some traditional tune, but it just sticks out so well. And it's done so well for this version of the game. If you look at, uh, so this is Sid Meier's Pirates is what it is. But like on Amiga and I think Genesis, they took Sid Meier's name off of it. It's just Pirates Gold. Um, but their legs weren't broken I... afterwards. <laughs> this is a Meyer, Meyer, Meyer game for them, yeah. <laughs> the Meyer boys. Um, they, they, uh, this track was on the Genesis one, I think. And it sounds all right, but this CD audio version of it on the Amiga is mm, chef's kiss. I agree. I am very much happy with this. Like I was doing the, I was doing the back and forth Bob to it. And it was purely, it was pure authenticity with it too. Like, <laughs> Like I'm, I like this kind of stuff. I like this happy vibe. I yeah. like the idea, remember the that? sound of adventure that it gives. It's very adventurous. Remember what? Do you remember that trend where um, people would do like uh, very robotic type uh, interpretive dances to things like the Wii Shop Music Channel stuff that like has very little of a beat, but you're just like moving. There was like a like a vine, I think. Yes, exactly. Which uh, that translates exactly to the audio format of podcasts, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm imagining that same type of dance with just like very robotic on every single beat, just synced up with this track, and it just makes me makes me happy inside. Especially because this yeah. is this is still like this is definitely sequenced music. You know, it might be performed on a keyboard, but this is sequenced audio, like synthesized oh, yeah. instruments. So could definitely see someone doing the robot to <laughs> Sid Meier's It's already happening, Doing Rob. the pirate. They're doing the pirate. It's already happening. It's happening now. Yeah, shiver me timbers and do-si-do. Pernell's bringing sexy back. That's right. Back to the high seas. And how. All right. That's uh, the one I'd ever left the high seas, Rob. All right, so let's let's keep it classic. We're going to the Sega Genesis. Um, this is the pirate ship, the sunken ship, stage three to McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. <laughs> I didn't Ooh. see that coming, but I'm happy Deep to hear cut. it. This is one of like the best like uh, Konami soundtracks on the Sega Genesis. Katsuhiko Suzuki and Akihara from the uh, Konami Kohei Club. And we're going to listen to Stage 3 from McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. <laughs> We're listening to The Sunken Ship, Stage 3 from McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure for the Sega Genesis by Konami All-Stars Katsuhiko Suzuki and Akihata. And we're just trying to... <laughs> we're thinking of all of like the pirate-themed 
McDonald's characters, tre- Treasure Land characters we can think of. Was it always called the Treasure Land? Like, like when you see them, like at the um, in the, the McDonald's like Playland. That was always McDonald's Playland initially. Playland. The game was just Treasure Land, I guess, to give you an excuse to go there without you know having money to buy food. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're going to find the money on Treasure Island, and they just spend it all at McDonald's. But the uh, world of the McDonald's characters is McDonald Land. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Because of course it is. He's, his head is so. Of course. Big. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, just, it wouldn't be anything else. If it was, if it was Grimace World, it would be much, <laughs> it'd be much darker. It's called McDonald Land. The mascot's name is Ronald McDonald, and yet the land is run by Mary McCheese. Mm. Well, he's not going to do Fancy all the work that. himself. If, if you, if it was your, <laughs> if it was Purnell Land, would you be doing? all of the mayoral duties or would you just want to be like yeah yeah I got my own house now here's the thing if it were my land I would have other people fulfilling the roles but they would still ultimately answer to me okay as in the world's gonna know that Mayor McCheese isn't a puppet government hey I I have have never I have never seen Mayor McCheese called (laughs) back to the shadows to answer to Senior Ronald (laughs) (laughs) like it's never happened the cabal the, the cabal demands a sacrifice you know we need one little burgling (laughs) it's <laughs> the center of the castle. This is the this is the deep state of the Ronald McDonald universe. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I don't know how we got this far. I mean, you saw what they did to the Grimace, right? He thought he got a little too big for his britches, him and his six arms. Mm-hmm. There's like no dice. We're cutting you down to two. So so there aren't many McDonald's related video games. There's you said there's Mick Kids and I, or MC Kids, and I wasn't sure if that was an actual McDonald's game. You're saying it is. Hundred percent Mickey D's. I agree. It is. Yeah. You collect golden but arches, not- Rob. It's think, not Mick Kids. It is MC Kids, canonically. I can't do it. It's Mick Kids. <laughs> <laughs> At Mick Kids. MC Mayor MC Cheese. Kids. Mayor Mick Cheese. <gasps> it's all coming oh together. God. How deep does this go? <laughs> burger, burger, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> all the pickles. But like. Don't relish the details. Oh, I'd be oh okay, okay, that's it. That's it. You Crazy. said you're not a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, that's you could be doing this all night. <laughs> I want to say the McDonald's games mostly dried up after like the 16-bit era, because I think so. Oh, because the closer might be like mm-hmm. a, McDo- a McNugget racing game or something. Because as soon as as soon as Burger King released a uh, Sneak King for the 360, oh, they ran the gambit. Yeah, that's all. They and that was it. it. Or was it just an Xbox? I forget. But it, it was released. on Xbox. They had Sneak King. It they was, had like a kart yeah. racing game all, and one all, other one. All their fast food chains. Just, they just left the game. They were like, can't, yep. can't, you can't. But that's a long this. time for there to be a, a drought of fast food related games. You know, that's all. Of, well, I guess it's only one generation. But you know, the <laughs> PS1, GameCube generation didn't have a, uh, or, N64 generation. I don't know. The Whatever. thing that kills me the most though about the whole thing is there's been a meme out there for like 20, 22 years, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little less than that. I don't want to be nuts. For like a fast food fighting game called yeah. like Fast Food Fighter, and it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was someone just made like a really fancy um, like character select screen. Yeah, like they Colonel nice. Sanders and they looked really good they, too. Yeah, the closest we've come to that was there a couple Mugen mods that had like Ronald McDonald mm-hmm. and like the uh, girl Ronald McDonald. I never never like Regina McDonald. I never <laughs> learned what her name was. I think that was just Wendy's. No, no, no. It was an actual. <laughs> there Wesley was a canonical. There's a canonical Lady, Mc, Le, Lady McDonald. What? It was a, it was I a need to know. I need to know how they're related. Are they not related at all, and they're the same species of clown person? <laughs> Are they brother the and sister? 
If, like, what are they? I don't know. I just know the art exists. I like it's out there. I like that you're that you're you're proposing that there's that the clowns are a different species. Well, the McDonald I, clowns. I think they are. <laughs> you never see him powers. putting on makeup. His feet are gigantic. That's true. It just. I think that's just that is his natural armor. He doesn't wear clothes. That's what his skin is. It looks like <laughs> just that those outfit. shoes, those red those shoes, shoes and that yellow jumpsuit, the big, big white gloves. Was. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's how it, that's he's naked. And then and it, <laughs> just walking around is like it's like weird McDonald's flesh. <laughs> he above all of us is free. <laughs> But then, like in the video games, it's pretty cool because like every time he attacks, he goes hamburger, hamburger, and then at the end when he wins the match, he do like the Japanese thing. He goes la la lu, <laughs> um, and and Colonel Sanders fights with like drumsticks. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and of course. I bet you Wendy's probably has like a super where Dave Thomas comes out. Oh yeah, smushes people. Actually, one thing he said because I want to say like at the end when Wendy would win, it was like. It had like a weird jingle that would play, and like Dave Thomas would come yeah. Like, yeah. Oh wow, I was making this up. That's great. Nice. <laughs> but like I missed those things. The thing is, like Mugen attempted it because as people don't know, Mugen is like a fan built or, fighting game built or, off of mm-hmm. like the freaking like Marvel oh, Capcom engine. Or Mugen, 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 Mugen. Someone's gonna correct Mugen me, Gaipen. and they'll still be wrong because it's right in my heart, <laughs> and that's what matters. <laughs> but um. Yeah, after, I mean, that's the closest we've ever come to that, but I feel like such a concept, especially in such a consumer-driven world, that would make bank on top of bank. Just like have You could make so much movie. money. Absolutely. 2022, you could do it. Jack in the Box would get a revival. Oh, man, Jack in the Box would be would be a great character, too, because he can do, like, he can hit you with that nose. He's got that big pointy nose. Spring-loaded combat. Pow, pow. Just, yeah, like, he's got have springs and popping out. Mm-hmm. Very, and he uh, can throw tacos. Ooh. He can throw all kinds of food I'm at you. I was thinking, like, the... the, the, the if we're talking like PlayStation 2, GameCube era, like Taco Bell totally missed the ball. They could have had like the Chihuahua. The Chihuahua was that mascot. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a whole mm-hmm. army at one on some of the commercials, so he could have just called the whole Chihuahua family. The closest we ever got was Cool Spot. Cool Spot and Yodnoid. Yeah. I guess it was, it's Dom- yep. Domino's. You consider Domino's fast food? Yeah, absolutely. Right, yes. Yeah. So have yes. you seen how fast they make those pieces? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like, have you seen how quick they make those pieces? I had. That's mm-hmm. what I had for dinner tonight. <laughs> hey, it's not wrong with it. It's I was like, delicious. what do I want? I was like, I don't want the best pizza. I just, I want, I, I want, want pizza now. <laughs> I want serviceable pizza. It was good. Actually, it was good. I got that pineapple on it. Okay. Um, enough about that. Pernell. Right. So I'll uh, pirate me, Pernell. Well, good luck with that. Beer me this pirate. Yarr. I went as loose on the pirate theme as I could for this episode because I need to get these tracks on the show. So <laughs> this first track comes from a game that, quite frankly, I'm still tossing around the idea of it being one of my games of the year. Spoiler, it actually became one because I was on a deadline to choose my five games of the year for Hey Poor Player. But it is one of my games of the year. <laughs> All right. um, this is called, um, the game is called Rise of the Third Power, and the track is the boss battle theme. It was composed by Jacob McNatt.
Welcome back. You're listening to the boss battle theme from the game Rise of the Third Power, composed by Jacob McNatt. So, I do feel like the only thing this is missing to even kind of fit the theme of, like, piratey music is a hurdy-gurdy. Uh, but I have, I have come to really love this track. Whenever a boss battle occurs in this game, during the period of the game where they actually use this track, I anticipate it and smile about it. It's a good time. It's good That's a very good game. track. I like that a lot. Thank what you. What is this? This game came out this year? Yes. It was one of my earlier reviews for this year, which was kind of funny because it was one of those scenarios where I was like, okay, this is probably done in like RPG Maker or something. But the thing that people need to get over, <laughs> myself included, which I have gotten over by this point, is uh, the fact that RPG Maker games have come a long, well, the, the long en- way. The engine has definitely come a long way, too. Yes. Yeah. And as a result, oh, yeah. if you're the type who likes like the 16-bit era of RPGs, and in some respects, like low-tier 32-bit era of RPGs, and a person has got their hands and are adept at writing and such, you can get some really good games out of that engine. And this is one oh, of yeah. them. Um, quite frankly, I'm just glad I was able to bring this track on the show. The main character himself is a pirate. He was originally like a military man, mm. but due to some shakeups within the you know within his division and whatnot. He kind of left almost like, not of course disgrace, but like dishonorable discharge. So, in order to kind of quench his, like, quell his sorrows or whatever, he just kind of went to the seas and just took to being a pirate. So, he fights with a cutlass, he fights with a flitlock pistol, he drinks booze for health. Love it. Like, he Grog. drinks he drinks beer, and it gives him health, but it makes his defense go down and his attack go up. So, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> it's very, it's very uh, pirate pirate uh, themed. Yes, and like one of his, one of my favorite things he can do is he can take, he can take like booze, drink some, and like blow it, and then fire his flintlock pistol, and like she was like a, like a blaze of fire, ignites it all. <sighs> oh, that's great. Um, so it's interesting that a, I mean it's interesting to me, but like that one of your games of the year, or maybe game of the year, was an RPG Maker title. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is fun thing about this concept. This I brought it up in recent weeks because you know the Game Awards just aired. And whenever the Game Awards come on, I get really into the idea of like, hey, everybody, what are your games of the year? And I usually get the same pushback. Either A, I haven't played enough of the big hitters to make a call. Or mm-hmm. B, I haven't played a lot of games that released this year to make a call. And to me, both of those excuses are hogwash. Because the Game of the Year is a personal choice. It just so happens that with Game Awards shows, they have like a combination of like the like basically everyone at large sending in votes and the average consumer is typically going to buy big releases because that's what's in their face. They only have money for a certain number of titles. They're going to right. buy the big releases. And then they're going to have votes on those big releases. And in some cases, they might have only played one of those games, but they still want to vote. So they're going to vote for the one game they played, right? But uh, mm-hmm. when you get a lot of exposure to a lot of games that aren't particularly on the upper end of the spectrum, like not quite AAA, it kind of scales what your opinion of top games are. And that opinion is not wrong. Like, this is maybe the first year ever that my game of the year was the same as their game of the year, which was Elden Ring, because that game was a freaking masterpiece. But um, after that, it just gets weird. Um, like, Ask Libra, <laughs> which is a game I've talked about on this show before. It's on Steam, highly recommended. And then, like, this game comes up, Sunday Gold comes up. There's a lot of good games that you'll never hear about on the Game Awards. And if someone came to me and said, this game is stupid, you're wrong. I'm like, well, you're freaking wrong. Get out of my face. Yeah, I know what I like. To be. Exactly. And I would never tell somebody their game of the year is wrong. What I would say, for the sake of conversation, though, is 
that's your game? I need some details. Why'd you choose that one? Because I just want to hear the dialogue. You know, I want to hear the reasoning. But beyond that, I'm like, hey, as long as you mm-hmm. got reasoning and I, I was able to be entertained by hearing it, we're good. Because whatever you choose is what counts. Mm-hmm. And this game definitely belongs on somebody's game of the year list, which conveniently is mine. So there you go. I love the idea of having, like, not a game of the year. That's what this game of uh, that. that Sorry. That's okay. say that. I like the idea of having a game of the year, but it has no bearing on this year in particular. It can be any any game you played this year, yeah, no matter absolutely. when it came out. Exactly. I and like that, that a lot. Yes. And that's the other part of it, too, because the reason I can even do a game of the year release this year is because I get access to a lot, plus I buy a lot. Next year, that's going to slow down, by the way. <laughs> Money is tight. Um, but if I didn't have that, it would literally be me playing backlog. It would be me playing just whatever mm-hmm. I feel like getting around to. Yeah. And I feel like you that prob- shouldn't discredit people from choosing those games, especially if you miss it the year it came out. Does it just suddenly never get allowed to be quoted in again? Like, that doesn't right, seem very right. fair. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. that's not fair, to, to especially to like, like developers who create something they're really, really proud of that kind of flies under the radar like whatever happens to it and then imagine the alternative too let's say for example you did play a game that came out in 2019 like like Rob like hey I'm playing this game pronounced really good this is my game of the year what year to come out Rob 2019 well you might want to go to the computer and see whether games came out in 2019 oh oh, no I'm playing through Tunic and that did come out this year and then I'm playing it when it was released again on the PlayStation but it's still a 2022 game I'm playing a game that came out in the same year I've, I've never done that. It's a rarity, but hey, when <laughs> it happens, it's not, since I was the, not since I was in my 20s. Um, are we supposed to come back around here? Let's get back around to some more music. Um, so, Austin, you have a second track for us? Oh, yes, I did bring a second track. Yes, this one, this series is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I have covered music from this, uh, the first game of the series with my band, WASD. Before, I brought along... A uh, track from The Secret of Monkey Island 2, Le Chuck's Revenge. This is from the special edition, so it's like a re-recorded version oh. of the track. Nice. But this is uh, this is the track Fat Mansion. Wait, P-H-A-T-T. Before, <laughs> now, before we close off this for the next thing, just want you to know, Austin, put some thought into it, my friend, because when we come back, I want your game of the year. Oh, man, I've, I had an answer for you. I'm ready. All right, let's go. Well, let's listen to this uh, pretty hot and tempting, comma, tempting track.
Okay, we're listening to Fat Mansion, P-H-A-T-T Mansion. From uh, I love you that love soundtrack. it. You love that track. This is uh, I love that series. Secret of Monkey Island to LeChuck's Revenge from the special edition. So yeah, I'm really impressed with how that sounds. Purnell is <laughs> secretly eating goldfish. <laughs> he's be, he's being very respectful about his mouth noises. I re- actually truly appreciate that. That's yeah, great. I love that. I'm just calling him out. But yeah, so this is this is one of your favorite games all time, game of the year. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I would say game of the year for sure. I, it's been a while since I played it, but I remember the first time I I played um, any of the Monkey Island games. I I played the special edition, uh, which has one of those toggles in it where you can switch between the old version and the new version in game. So you can like hit F11 and it'll switch back to like the the old uh, DOS graphics and stuff. And yeah, that game holds up. It's funny. One and two. It's a great story. They look amazing. Like there was a lot of uh, uh, pushback for the new Monkey Island game that came out uh, this year, Return to Monkey Island. I don't know if you guys saw any of this, but they were like, oh, the art style for it was like... um, it's very slick and like stylized and people were like, oh, why aren't you doing like a pixelated pixelated version of it? And um, uh, the creator of the game was like, we never like we never we didn't make pixelated games for one and two. We made the best looking video games we could yes. at the time. Yeah. And yeah. then they went back and did the special edition, brought up all the artwork, made it look amazing, and now they're doing their own style with this one, and it just looks it looks so yeah, good. Yeah, it's just it's just the the nostalgia. Like we, we, the first time you play these games, you have the nostalgia for that style, that look, and so mm-hmm. you think like the game is that look, when like they maybe like they, they intended it to to be something greater, but you know the limitations of what they could do with it. Exactly. Only, only so I mean, much, what yeah. it was was technically still great for sure, but like for as much as people clamor to that nostalgia the end of the day it kind of goes back to like me talking about Final Fantasy 6 all the freaking time I'm like I want a, I want an update to that I want an update to Final Fantasy 6 and you'll hear people complain about no but if they do it's going to just be like Final Fantasy 7 remake it's going to suck it's going to be action based <laughs> and my yeah, response ends absolutely. up always being but if it ends up being bad the old one still exists I want to see yeah. the modern take on that game Whatever mm-hmm. they deem to be "quote unquote" modern, I want to see it, and whether I like it or not will be up left up to the experience. But same with like the Monkey Island bit. Like, I if you like Monkey Island back in the day, I feel like you should want to see what the creators would want to do with it with modern tech. If oh, they yeah. decide to make Monkey Island some kind of crazy action swashbuckler, well, guess what? I guess that just means that's what he wanted <laughs> well, to do. Well, do you have a take on Return to Monkey Island? Have you played through it? I haven't gotten to play it. I, I bought it day one. It is uh, it is at the top of my backlog list, yeah. but I have not gotten to play it yet. Yeah, I was just I was curious if like um, if like the tone is still there. If it still feels like a like a Monkey Island game, like has the humor and the adventure that. that From what I've read, it definitely does because they actually like. So there's four Monkey Island games before this one. There was the one and two. And then after two, the original team from Lucasfilm um, didn't make it anymore. I don't know if they sold the rights or what. But then there was a third game and then the fourth game, which was episodic and I think done by Telltale. Those games post the original team, not canon in the new games. Huh. So this new game picks up the canon from Monkey Island 2 oh, and continues the story right there. 
Okay. Oh, okay, that's fun. Like kind of doing their own fan fiction style, like you know. Yeah, they're like, ignore. yeah, this other stuff didn't happen. <laughs> We're gonna finish the story the way that. Yeah, we I like that. I prefer yeah. it that way to be honest. Yeah, that's a like, good idea. Like this is our universe technically. They just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I like that. All right. So moving wait, on. Wait, wait, that that. Moving on, Pernell. No. I, I said it. No, no. We still got to get his game of the year. Oh. He said he had it ready. The response was canned. I do. It was Secret of Monkey for, Island. Right? I'm ready to have it shipped. <laughs> <laughs> no, my game of the year this year. Yeah. First time I ever played it. Batman Arkham Asylum. That is a good pick. My brother was wow. obsessed Kidding, with those really? games. I have not. Played wow, that. that game. Ooh, it's it's. I've been playing it on my, uh, I got my Steam Deck this year, and that was one of the games that I was like, let me try this thing out, let me see how it works. And Batman Arkham Asylum was a lot of fun, and it was one of the things where I played through it, and I was like, why did I wait so long to play this game? And I'll tell you why (laughs) right now. I'll tell you why. Because maybe you're like me in that the Steam Deck revitalized the way you interact with your PC games. Oh, yeah. My whole Steam library. It's a totally different way to do it. That's right. I love it. I like that. Uh, maybe that's something I should I should look into. It, I mean, it hit my wallet initially. Henceforth, part of okay, why I'm okay. broke going for the next go, month or two. Mm-hmm. So, if, mm-hmm. if it's a choice between a Switch or a Steam, Steam Deck. Deck, Steam Deck, Steam Deck, really, Steam Deck. I mean, really. Yeah. So, the, here's you, the thing: the Switch. The, what do you mean, really? Is that what you're really telling me? You walk around with your Switch in your backpack you 24 know, hours a day. You, you wanna, sleep with it under your da- pillow, and you're damn right. I'll continue to do that. However, <laughs> with that in mind, there are reasons behind this. So. Well, a few things. One, people like to say that uh, the Steam Deck and the Switch are, quote-unquote, competing with each other. I kind of disagree with that. If anything, as an entire console market goes, once I got the Steam Deck, the Xbox and the PlayStation got sidelined. Not that I don't like them, Mm. but when I have the Steam library plus the Nintendo library, I don't find myself jumping to the other stuff as often. Though I will from time to time. Interesting. But the reason why I say the Steam Deck over the Switch for you is, one, most importantly, you probably already have a Steam library of games you haven't played. Probably a few, yeah. So Steam Deck, (laughs) you'll just load them up and play them wherever you feel like you want to play them. The second reason is because of the fact that there's other Steam games you would like to play. And I know you're not the type that likes to buy games full price. So access (laughs) to... I just don't buy games when they come out. I see the game or come out, price. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll play it sometime. Five years later, I'm like, yeah, maybe Ooh. I'll play it now. It's on sale. <laughs> but you'll get it on sale, though. That's the thing. Steam is the place for sales. And yep. most importantly, the last final reason is the fact that I love my Switch, but I was all about it for Nintendo games and indie games. But when you get the Steam Deck, pretty all much indie every games indie are games are there, mm. which leaves the Steam Deck primarily being Nintendo game, which is fine. But I don't need so, to switch for that. So anymore. really, it's like if you want to play the specifically Nintendo properties. Yes, the Switch is the way to go. Absolutely, okay. it's the only way to go. <laughs> the only way yeah, to go. Only right? way to go. Yeah, but if you want to have a amazingly customizable piece of hardware with, I will say, the number one greatest launch library of a console of a handheld console of all time, pretty much, because it had literally every Steam game on it, <laughs> pretty uh, much, than just... the Steam Deck. I just love dumping games on it. I was like, wait a minute, what are games on here that I've been wanting to play? Heartbeat, I'll play that. 
Okay. And yeah, random stuff. Anything that shows up as like verified on deck, I'm like, oh, okay, let's see how well this one works. Sometimes I don't even, even do that. Sometimes it's part of the rush. Yeah. It's like, this game hasn't been approved. It's contraband. <laughs> Arkham Asylum, not verified on deck, unsupported on deck, supposedly. But if you add in the custom launcher stuff and you, and you extra proton GE and all this kind of things, uh, it runs flawlessly. I should great. probably talk to you about that a little bit. I just learned about Proton Experimental to play a game I have. Ooh. I was like, what the hell is that? Are, like are there like experimental like code bases you load onto these things? Or? Assuming that's what Proton yeah, so refers to, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Proton is like a compatibility layer. I don't want to get too technical here, but like it lets you play Windows games on Linux because the Steam Deck is a Linux machine. Oh, I see, I see. So you're still running the Windows executable through Proton, which then makes it work on oh, Linux. That's all okay. that I can yeah, say. Yeah, no, that, yeah, And yeah. so there's different different ones, different branches of it that like have more compatibility than the official one, but you can easily like, it's totally supported to add your own. Like a really uh, thin layered, like virtual environment. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Very cool. Steam Deck. Look at all that, yeah, look at that. And, and, Steam and Deck. I, I like Batman enough. Not enough to, to, to like get excited about new Batman games, but, the, but this is an here. old Batman game, so you're in luck. <laughs> Arkham Asylum, man. <laughs> you're both saying Arkham <laughs> yeah. Asylum is cool, so maybe I'll try that out next time. All yeah. Right. All right. So now I'm gonna play my next track. <laughs> now I'm gonna hit you with some. Wait, wait Rob. So I'm gonna hit you some with some. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Hit, I'm gonna hit you with a nostalgia nostalgia punch. Ooh. So hard. That's a lot of damage. Ooh. You're gonna double over. But then I have, I'm gonna hit you left. with so many orchestra hits. You are gonna. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna grab your uh, your whistle, your your pacifiers, and you're gonna want to rave like it's 1993. This track better oh be boy. good because you're putting the hype train on it. This is the Pirates of Dark Water? <laughs> Noise you die for the Super Nintendo. Yes, uh, this track. This is this this is the Super Nintendo version. the The Genesis soundtrack is surprisingly sparse and atmospheric for for what that sound chip can do. But this is for the Super Nintendo. I don't have a composer for this, but we're gonna listen to the track for the stage, the Maelstrom. I know. Right? <laughs> There's so many of them, and then right here, it's doing like this stereo effect. I really hope that comes across. I really hope our, our listeners are, are are listening in their car or with headphones. In the rain. In the rain. In the rain. <laughs> Get that dark water vibe going. Yeah. If you want, if you really want the orchestra hits to like, if you want to feel them, yeah, it's a very emotional sound. Jet this skiing is, too. <laughs> it was in a jet ski. If they're on a jet ski, that's also appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. This is the Maelstrom from the Pirates of Darkwater for the Super Nintendo, and yeah, it's a fun soundtrack. It's it's really good. There's so many like heavy guitars that sound almost like uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest mm. in that way. Yeah, but with, without as like without those like amazing melodies from that game, it's just more orchestra hits. I feel like this show <laughs> could be up there, not quite as up there, but a bit up there with Gargoyles is like animations like biggest 
like just follies in regards to like early cancellations. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, because they have like such these long, um, dramatic like story arcs in the show. Both of those shows did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think I think Gargoyles it. went on a lot longer though. Yeah, three seasons for Gargoyles, I believe. I'm not familiar with Pirates of Darkwater. Was it a TV show? Yeah, it was a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Believe yeah, it was or a, not. a oh. yeah, like early '90s, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember I was pretty young. I don't, I. I, I see pictures of it, and I go, wow, I used to love that. And I don't remember a thing about it. I'm up there, too. <laughs> the only thing I remember about it is just the fact that, well, one, noise you tot, because for some reason that stuck with me. That was like a thing they would say instead of cursing, right? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Um, it was like they're fake <laughs> curse words. But that and just the fact that I remember being really mad when it got canceled because it was the kind of show where it was like, again, it was one of those shows where I was like, wow, this feels like a mature-ish cartoon. It mm. wasn't. Batman animated series mature, but it definitely wasn't like robust slapstick coming out of another Hanna Barbera property or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that the characters felt like they were in real danger, and again, they had these these story arcs that lasted multiple episodes, so it felt yeah, it felt like a, like an adult show. Yeah, yeah, and then they were just like, nope, kids don't want that. <laughs> kids want Yogi Bear. I remember when uh, Thundercats first came out, <laughs> and Thundercats, well, the the pilot for Thundercats was aired during primetime television. It was like seven or eight p.m. Oh. And I, I I begged my parents let, to let me stay up and watch it on TV. And then, of course, it's Thundercats. It's not really an adult show. <laughs> but <laughs> pretty darn silly. But I did appreciate when cartoons would occasionally have those sorts of specials, the primetime premieres. Mm-hmm. Like Batman Animated Series, you remember they did that. The first Batman Animated Series episode aired in primetime. Oh, did that? Yeah, it was oh, that wow. weird. It was, um, I want to say it was like the, was it, it wasn't the idea, it was either the idea men, which I might be conflating with the tick, somebody can correct me. It was either that or the man bat. Oh, it was the man bat. So, but I'll double check. Pretty sure for, for the pilot? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the man bat. But like, it was like a weird monster bat thing. Yeah, it was a professor who like was yeah. experimenting with bat genetics. I remember that DNA. for some reason. Um, another another primetime uh, cartoon was the Flintstones. Oh, that's right. That, yeah. but, oh. not, but not the Jetsons. Eat that, Jetson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jetsons are for kids. <laughs> you know, an old man complaining about the his child. job and paying for his family. And then, um, and then the funny thing is, it's actually kind of funny. Before, like, it was a point where like Fox was kind of running the game on like animated shows. You had The Simpsons and Family Guy; those were their two big hitters. But there was a whole era of attempted primetime cartoons that just never took off. They all tried. We had Fish Police. We had Family Dog. Um, fish Police. Oh my God. Fish Police. Oh, we had, oh, well, um, the, there were these mice that lived in Washington, D.C. Ca- Capital Critters. Capital Critters. Critters. Capital Critters. Whoa. <laughs> this is over my head. It was, <laughs> it was like lame. About. Oh my God. These last 90s like, cartoons that aired in prime time. Like four episodes. Oh, wow. um, uh, small, like rodents and dogs and cats that lived inside the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. <laughs> like influencing the plot. Po- it, was, it, was, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, not great, not great. It was not great. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> makes me want to go back fish and police, Fish Police was supposed to be like hard-boiled detective story like with fish. Just underwater. Just <laughs> underwater, yeah. I don't know how that one. No no, oh, no, campy snorks-like now, jingle. But Family Dog was um, based on a Steven Spielberg short. Yes. That was animated. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really sad, mm-hmm. actually. So yeah. then they could be like, yeah, we got a Steven Spielberg cartoon going. It's actually, yeah. But it's like, 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 like Boom Blocks. Boom uh, Blocks, the Steven Spielberg video. <laughs> The thing is, unfortunately, I, I wish because Boom Blocks was more lighthearted. That was the Boom problem. Boom Blocks I think. was good. Like, I think that was the one problem Family Guy, Boom Family Blocks. Dog had was yeah, Boom Blocks. It was a Wii game. 
Oh, but there's mm-hmm. a show based on that? No, no, no. He was joking oh, no, no. about oh, Steven Spielberg. Because oh, okay. <laughs> Steven, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg did related both. on both. But like Family Dog was actually a very semi-unfortunate show. Because Steven Spielberg the worked family... on Boom Blocks. Yes. In fact, his name was on the cover yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's Steven Boom Spielberg Blocks. presents Boom Blocks. I had no idea. Yeah, and the thing about it, it was actually a good game. That's the funniest part. It yeah. got under it got underappreciated, but it was a genuinely good game. Mm. But uh, they have a family dog with a dog that pretty much always got abused by his family, and yet he still came through for them in the end. That yeah. was the show. That was it was so it's so sad, especially today. Like as an adult, it's really sad to watch. I really would rather watch Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes, because because no one's really <laughs> abusing dog. him. He's just like he's just a you know he's just a good boy. Lord, stupid dog. Yeah. yeah. That's the stupid thing I remember. I remember stupid dog and just that one character goes, you've been naughty. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Everybody has like one courage, the cowardly dog character that's burned into, into their brain because of just like whatever terror <laughs> they instilled in you. Yes. And the naughty guy was definitely that for me. He just was like, I want to say he was like oh, Muriel's man. like nephew or something, but oh, he just man. would show up at the house. <laughs> And he was normal to the parent, or to like to Muriel and Eustace. But whenever he was alone with Courage, he just mistreated him, and that's why Courage was always afraid. He would always he had a desire to constantly shave him bald. Oh. That was his shtick. <laughs> he was obsessed sad. with bald dogs. Oh, gotta have a bald dog. Such a weird show. Bald dog. That's the name of my show. Bald dog. No, bald no dog. one wants that show. Cancel. Family dog style castle. It's actually live action. I just shave dogs. It's like the puppy bowl. How are you, know? you even alive? Those dogs would maul <laughs> you for that. Ah, they're, they're docile. All right, um, Pernell, what is your <laughs> second track? All right, this is the track that could potentially lead to either cringing or, wow, Pernell, what a surprise tune. But either way, I would like to play this on the show, and bam, it's going to happen. So this comes from the game 7 Pirates H, and the track title is called Lux Shine Warrior Maidens. Composed by Mari C. Welcome back. You're listening to Lux Shine Warrior Maidens from the Game 7 Pirates H, composed by Mari C. Save yourself from grief and do not look the game up. Yeah, you just enjoy the soundtrack on our show. Don't even Google it. It's pretty rocking. It's a good song. Yeah, who's, do you know the 
the, 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 the composers or the instrumentalists? Mari C. That's Ma- the oh, Mari C. Okay, I thought that was part Mari of like, the C. title of the Oh, game. no, no, no. So, no, like, the, the title of the game was what? Seven, seven Pirates, Pirates H. 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 Is, is that related H. to a 4-H club? Or is the is it is the H related to something that we don't want to Google? Also probably possible. <laughs> no, it's on the Switch, so it's that's about I mean that tells you plenty oh, right there. It's on H. the Switch. So. It's on the Switch. So I got it. Yeah, I know there's a lot of things that slide through the cracks. No, Switch, right? no, Nintendo's been like, screw you. They've finally been putting some hammer downs on a yeah, lot they, of stuff. Yeah, they, they looked at your download history. Hey, <laughs> hey, I will bust out my download history. I got a lot of quality games. Lost Ruins. This is good, though. This is, this is good. I will I will second it's Austin. It's rocking. It's got a good bass. It's nice. Yeah, I was saying this would be a great uh, this would be a great Guitar Hero track, Rock Band mm-hmm. track. The solo is great. You know, Rock Band would be great because you could sing. The vocals and everything, it'd be fun. No, yeah. but then I have to know what they're saying, and that would no, <laughs> no dice. No, no, no. Well, no you're no, just you... hearing the enunciation of the of the Japanese. Yeah, it's, right. you, it's you, not going to say what. It's not going to translate. You, it. You'll sing it phonetically. You don't have to know. There's not. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no subtitle. Because I stand yeah. by that. I mean, this goes for just anime in general. Like, I stand by the belief that a lot of the music on shows I listen to, much of the appeal is the fact that I have no idea what they're saying. If I yeah. if it was actually in English. More often than not, I'd probably be like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> or either that or I'm like, this just, isn't very uh, catchy. Mute that. Those are the words? That's what you're singing about? We like going <laughs> to the bathroom. Because when we're done, we feel great. I've been watching. Fiber um, gone. Water time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a great song, guys. This is terrible. On, uh, on Netflix, there's a. Uh, I've been watching this show. It's, it's a Japanese game show called Run for the Money. And it's like 20... Like washed up, like like Japanese celebrities or comedians, mm-hmm. and they're set loose like in this huge area. It's like it's like a giant theme park. Okay, um, they're not allowed on any of the rides. They just have to run through this theme park, and they're being chased by people. It's, a, it's essentially like like a giant scale game of tag, but the people chasing them wear masks and suits, and they're super fast and scary. Wow! So it's like the Zombie Five K, except you don't have a breathing period. Yeah, they're constantly <laughs> hiding and like kind of working together and working against each other. Trying to, and then it, and the, every second they're there, they make like extra money. I'm not gonna lie, I'd love to do wow. that. But there's a um, there's an announcer that <laughs> plays over the top, and it's like this really over dramatic like Japanese voice. It's like it's coming for you, and, like, <laughs> and the subtitles. It's so funny. It's, I would I would do that. There's show. only like five episodes on on Netflix, and it's just it's one of the best. You remember, like game shows. Like, really you know funny. I would get that. You remember the 5K with that, like the zombie 5K when we ran yeah, that years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't walk for two days well, after it was over. I don't think you trained <laughs> oh, for that, man. did you? Yes, I did. You did? But I obviously wasn't in shape when I started, <laughs> so it was like I went from being like fat to slightly less fat and then still did a zombie 5K. But when it was go How talk, long ago was this? This was like 2013 or so. Yeah, it's you remember 10, that era of zombie 5, of zombie Everything zombie 5Ks, Walking Dead was huge. Yes, and that's everybody what it, was all zombie fever. That's what it was, yeah. It was people, actually people had zombie fever. It was actually people in Maryland too. It was near Conowingo Dam. So like, um, it was like a lot of water down there, and we had just gotten a rainstorm. So the river that ran through for a segment of the race, where you had to kind of like pull yourself across the river, from me standing Ooh. up, it was up to my neck, and Whoa. I can't swim. So that was wild. Wow, that's <laughs> scary. Crossing a river, I've never. That was the only time in my life where I legitimately felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I was in the water because oh, it was because because thing is that my head was above the water, but the water was so cold and so much of my body was submerged that yeah, I was I was pretty much terrifying. hypothermia. So like I got out. And of you're the, tall. Yeah. Imagine all the people that aren't as tall as you. I felt bad for all of those people. 
But whenever those zombie people came out, boy, I was sprinting. And then eventually when I was <laughs> kind of tired, I was carrying a giant <laughs> stick. And when a guy was trying to come up to me to take my flag, I was like swinging the stick at them. They ended up breaking catch. Like, sir, you can't do that. It's just a game. I'm like, don't tell me what this is. Get away from me. It was uh, wild, oh my baby. God. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um, my my uh, uh, niece's niece's fiance. He did that one of those. Um, oh, it was like one of those Spartan race Spartan race things. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh. that was my goal for next year. I don't know. Heaven help me. Though. I, th- I thought I've looked at that <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, that looks like a good challenge. Like, and I, I've run marathons, and I do like the fi- I like. Like a lot of that stuff is fun. Like I enjoy doing that, pushing my body. But like if you have to like run, then stop, and then like do something really physical, and then run, then stop, and then do something crazy physical. I, I think it's I think I'm too different. old. I think I'm too old for that. Oh no, that's that, that's <laughs> not the way it works. You can, you can try. My problem is with something like that is like once you and this is why I've been anxious about even trying. I was like I'm going to run a Spartan race. That's going to be like my magnum opus for fitness if I can pull it off. But once you're in, you're stuck. Like you can't just be like well. I'm not really much for climbing walls. I know it was a wall climbing. So get up that wall! Oh, oh you know, like boy. once you're there, like you have to do it. You right? have to yeah. do everything, even if you didn't believe you could or you weren't trained for that. Like mm-hmm. jumping over freaking fire coals or whatever, which I have seen people make. They make you what? do that. Like there's like a fire pit. You have to like run across it. I'm like, whoa. I'm, I'm sure there's got to be some kind of like visual trick to it. Like there's a place you can step, but still, you are technically still running through fire. Yeah. So it's like, it's imagine called, getting it's there. keeping be- my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long when they melt off. But like, yeah, like the vibe of going out there and being like, okay, I trained all year for this. I'm ready. And like by the third obstacle, you're like, the hell did I get myself into? And I can't <laughs> yeah. leave. I'm trapped here. My first marathon was like that. I was like, I trained, you know, day after day after day after day after day. And so it felt really good to like execute on that last day. I still hit a wall and nearly died, but it was like the best. And you didn't poop yourself. <laughs> I did not. You know what? It's a, it's a misconception that everyone's going to poop themselves. There's bathrooms all along the way. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The bathrooms are there, but the reason the people do, that do it know, do is because they want those yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. They want they want the best times. No, I just want you just want to finish. I'm not one of you. No, this is your first. You just want to finish. That's all right. You, you just want to get across that. You line. want to get across the line, but also like like this races cost a lot of money. So if you put the money in months in advance. Then it's like I got I gotta get my money's worth out of this. Yep. Yeah. You bet your bottom I'm gonna poop that course. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna poop all over that With course. With those Spartan courses, those sound pretty cool, but like I would much rather just like go visit like a a Ninja Warrior training course. And oh, just, I would like, love you to know, do that. Have a, have fun on it, you know. Have a shot at it. Yeah, they, I kid they, you they not, if that was available, I would do it. No, if you go to like the trampoline parks, I mean you look weird because yeah, it's a bunch of, of little kids them. running around, but like they have a lot of those like stuff. Like the run up the wall yeah. and like climbing from a rope wire around the room. Yeah, the, the one on the riverfront. They have like the, the wall thing that you run up on. What about a rope Ooh. wall though? Because you remember one of my favorite aspects of Ninja Warrior is that one segment where they're kind of going around like a spiral and they're like kind of like climbing on like, oh, yeah. like a net. I don't know about that. They, they might, but it might be like a small one for little kids because most of it is for little kids, but they have they have the run up <laughs> thing. And for the record, that is a that is an insult to adulthood right there. So as the yeah, adult, why can't adults do Ninja Warrior courses? Yeah, yeah. like you, why do you have to go on a whole TV show well, to do that? There well, should be an actual park for fit people to do crazy it's, things. It's adults on the show, so I think I think I think what's give what they're saying is like if you want to do this stuff, you have to build it yourself at home. Yeah, who's doing yeah. that? A lot of them. That's are. what they usually do. Yeah, I yeah can't, they always I show wish. you like a behind the scenes, like, oh, here's my backyard Ninja Warrior training course. <laughs> yeah. And his kids are like, go, Dad, go. Well, and he's here- like hanging off of like the <laughs> well, house. Well, here's the deal. If someone's <laughs> listening to this show and they got the kind of coin to have a backyard that can facilitate a Ninja Warrior course, 
double poison. If you got one, bite me to hang out. Well, my we plan, can do this thing. Well, mm-hmm. My plan was to put in like um, a pull-up bars in my backyard, but that's as far as I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to put like... Just imagine you're scaling a rope wall yeah. while fireballs are chasing after you. That would be great. Yeah, I'll just imagine that there's zombies at my feet trying to, trying to bite <laughs> and me. And you're scrambling away yeah. from them. No I, zombies on your lawn, well, I'll, I'll let them catch me. I'll be one of those fast zombies. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> those, yeah. Marathon level zombie. Fiber! Fiber! There's a whole afterlife. Um... I'm going to live my best afterlife. <laughs> fiber. Fiber. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Brains. Fiber. You're like, fiber. Fiber. <laughs> no, I don't say fiber. I say goldfish. Goldfish. Are humans, are humans high in fiber? I don't think they. I don't think we are. No. No, you're going to be just looking no. for people eating loaves of bread. All We're like s- mostly water, though, right? So that's okay. That's cool. yeah, yeah, water. water. <laughs> <laughs> A desert zombie? Is he just part? Zombies are probably real dehydrated. They're, they don't sweat. They yeah. don't... Uh, that we drink not, water yeah, at all? Right. You don't do anything. They just eat them juicy brain. Well, I mean that's that's the goal. But if some, you know, if, if other blood gets in the way, I mean, so be it, right? You know, right. Nourishing. Yeah. yeah. N- nourishing. Gruel. Sweet gruel. <laughs> no ghoul. Ghoul. Well, good luck finding one of those. They're a rare <laughs> breed. All right. So I think it's time. I think we should cut this this part out of the show. No, I'm kidding. I think it's time for the bonus round. Bonus Woo! round. And I stand by it. There was a slight segment of piratey sound in that. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it. You 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 covered an eye like an iPad. <laughs> Yar. Um, the bonus round is where we play covers and arrangements and remixes on our theme, and we um, often ask our guests to bring in some of their original music. If they happen to be promoting some original music, which we would love to listen to some original music, what do you know, Austin? If you don't come up with some original music, you're you're out of the you're out of the band. <laughs> uh, well, Pernell, you mentioned hurdy gurdies earlier. Did you know that I own a hurdy gurdy? I did not know that, but that is amazing in, to hear. It's in this room. Do you want to see it? I would love to. Actually, I would yeah. love to see this hurdy gurdy. Yes. Okay, hold on. Hurdy gurdy. <laughs> Yeah. So Austin is um he's he's going behind. I see I see he's got a looks like a bass guitar. He's got the microphones. He's got an awesome setup. And here there. comes a hurdy gurdy. That is amazing. <laughs> he actually has a hurdy gurdy. It's wooden. Oh, oh my god! That <laughs> it's is very not complete. <laughs> it's okay. You get you get the feel of it. You get to crank it. And it makes noise when you crank it. Are, are you? Oh my gosh! That was a legit. That was a whole. Th- are you building that? that, was Is that what? Yeah, it's uh, it's part of a, uh, a a project called the Nerdy Gurdy. So it's a whole like open source hurdy gurdy design. <laughs> the open can... source hurdy gurdy. That is yep. phenomenal. You it's are like a hero. Done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's mostly done, but it needs it needs like fine tuning, which is the part that I like. Uh, dropped off on, but yeah, there's my hurdy gurdy. That's pretty awesome. That is phenomenal. Wow. So, so we can't. We so, have a pirates theme show with it with a with a legit, with an actual hurdy gurdy. With an actual hurdy gurdy. Not many podcasts can make that claim. No. <laughs> but Rob, to answer your question, yes. um, original music. I, I have a few original tunes that I've done, but not not a not a ton. I do need to do some more. Um, maybe in 2023, I'll release an album of that. But I did bring some video game remixes that are pirate themed. Yo ho ho in the bottom there. Did I lose you? Hello? Hello. Oh. <laughs> that was <laughs> really was good. Pausing, pausing for dramatic effect. You were pausing really well. <laughs> I, I, thought, uh, I, th- I thought you were done. I, I, thought, I thought we no, lost you. No, 
Um, no, I brought a I brought a track from Dwelling of Duels. So I also help. I, I run Dwelling of Duels, the video game remix competition, dwellingofduels.net. And we had a contest in, a, I actually brought two remixes today. Uh, one from WASD and then one that I did for Dwelling of Duels. So the Dwelling of Duels track is an arrangement of some music from RuneScape. This is an arrangement of the music from uh, uh, the track called Sea Shanty 2. This is a track that I did myself, uh, my friends Ian Martin, Angry Polar Bear, Sagnu Shreds, and my dad, Scott Green Sr. Nice. Very cool. Are all on this track, and we call it TikTok Presents Mariners of Port Sarum. <laughs> all right, let's give it a listen. Mariners hail from the ports are in Sail Gillinor's great seas From Lumbridge down out to our joint shores We ship out as we please Saradom in gonna bless our sails Striving to run more runes To Relica's piers we will work and toil And keep singing our tunes We mariners hail from the ports are in We'll fight to journey on Keeping out evil Zamorak Our voyage won't be long at a real low price, not gonna pay a fee. Gumming sheds tears in the sink for us, we always shall be free. <laughs> <laughs> that was really nice. I'm going to claim it right now. If you ever, ever record another sea chanty like that again, I want in. Okay. <laughs> Noted. I'm ready. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to put together. That's a great, that's a great pirate tune. Yes. I just like. The perfect when you get a really good pirate tune, you just get that desire to just kind of sway left to right, possibly while holding yes. a mug, likely filled with oh, ale. Your grog, your ale, whatever you've got. Yes, and that was definitely the vibe I got from that. So I'm like, do 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 do. Yeah, I, I was. It was jaunty. It was super jaunty. Why? It's very jaunty. Why? Why was it a TikTok presents? Oh well, this was during the time when everybody was doing uh, TikTok. Was had a bunch of sea shanties like soon may the weller man come and all that sea shanties were very big on tiktok when uh. the song came out so we made our own sea shantified version of a track called sea shanty the original song has no lyrics no no vocals at right. all so we um came up with vocals put it in there did the melody and got a bunch of people to sing on it I that's it. awesome i love it now you brought some um some wasdy wasdy bits too right i also have a wasd track that Partially qualifies against the theme. I brought uh, this is this is track number two from my brand new album that WSD is releasing. It is coming out uh, December sixteenth, which is tomorrow when we're recording this. But by the time you're listening, it'll already be out. Um, this track is from Space Quest Three, the Pirates of Pestulon, and it, it this fits, arrangement. It fits. It fits. It fits. Yeah, it Space fits. Pirates. There's. there's pirates in there and uh we call this track universe's greatest janitor i love that i love that <laughs> i love space quest here we go i it's, like it's janitors so
that was um, Waz D playing music from Police. I'm sorry, Space Quest Three, not Police <laughs> Quest. I was thinking Police Quest. That's a very different tone of game. Space Quest oh, is yeah. extremely humorous. It's very mm-hmm. funny. I really, really. You would enjoy think those Police Quest. Well, so when I when I hear Police Quest, I think of Police Academy, which makes me think, right. oh, funny game. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> not like, funny. Like, King's Quest was all about like fairy tales, and it was kind of silly. Um, mm-hmm. Space Quest was like really silly, you know. Yep. The janitor yep. becomes the, the the hero in space, and it's really over the top silly. But then Police Quest is if you don't do everything to the letter, you get shot and killed. You know, like you're dead in the game. Like the game's <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. So Space Quest is basically the Frito Lay story in space, or rather, the Frito Lay story that I wish was true but wasn't. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I have no. I mean, no, absolutely, no, no. So clue. there was a story no back. You're looking at us like it's all about Fritos, right? Yeah, of course, Frito Lay. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it was proven pretty much false, but for a while there was this running story about how the flaming hot Lay's potato chip flavor, the dust, um, was actually created by one of the Frito Lay's janitors because it was supposedly like a <laughs> recipe they have at their house for like a snack that they have, and then the janitor supposedly brought in something to like give to like his coworkers like hey guys you have some cool food and then, like an exec was like this is ridiculously good what is your secret and he was like well it's a family recipe i can't just give it away so they were like they he basically they made a deal with him that he licensed his his seasonings oh. to make the flaming hot <laughs> spice and it was probably like a rags to riches sort of story and it turned hmm. out to be a complete and utter lie I it's just it. it's just junk food <laughs> it's just like scientifically crafted junk food to make us addicted to potato chips Okay, so Space oh, yeah. Quest is a little bit so like, good, though. I guess, a little bit like the Frito Lay story, but not quite. Not quite. <laughs> I mean, the janitor does still technically save the world. Yeah, it's still fictional. It's, it's still fictional. Yeah, yeah so that, that part tracks. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Not as I'm delicious sure food. Though. Not as delicious. Somewhere in there. I think both characters got <laughs> got delicious cheese dust on their fingers. I'm sure. At some point. <laughs> that moon cheese. Roger Wilco's covered in just like Cheetos dust. <laughs> Space. But now I kind of want to play that. The idea of a janitor saving the day and becoming the hero. I like those kinds it's of stories. It's funny. Like, like no one expects it, yeah, but he saves the day. How many? Is this the third in the series? I I think all I know of are three of them. Are there are there any more? There are more. I think uh, it's even self-parodied in some way that like in one of the games you jump forward in time. Like I think in the fourth game you jump forward in time to the ninth game supposedly. Ooh. But like it's still <laughs> in the same would. game, but they're yeah. like, yeah, we have nine more that we made. Um, but I, I, I don't know how many more there are past uh, four. Oh. I could look it up. Hold on, let me get my clackety clickety keyboard. Space <laughs> web. <laughs> Six comic science fiction adventure games released Six, between 1986 uh, and 1995. 95. Okay, wow, they've been gone for a while. I mean, think about Duncan Rope over here now. Like, we have a ninth game. We don't know how many were in the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my um, bonus round pirate track is very, very loosely pirate themed. Uh, Diddy's Conquest. Oh, hey, I that is a hundred percent pirate game. Has King K. Rule in it, but yeah, but so we're gonna listen to. Um, uh, 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 what was it? Sticker, not Sticker Brush Symphony. It was. Um, one of the more chiller tracks. This is the Haunted Jazz Club by Maxi Man. This is David Wise music, but um, arranged by Maxi Man. Man.
This is good. Yes.
That was Haunted Jazz Club, which is the Forest Interlude. Yeah. Not Sticker Brush Symphony. Forest Interlude from Diddy Kong's Quest. That's by David Wise and arranged by Three Piece Jazz by Ooh. Max Maxi Daman. Ooh. Ooh. So good. Ow! Donkey. <laughs> donkey. 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 I, I love that sound effect of Diddy Kong getting hurt in any of those games. It's just such a. Ow! It's so memorable. Yeah. I'm a fan. Someone I'm like someone fan. recorded that and they were like, no, keep it. Perfect. Cut. Keep Got it. it. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. getting you're That's big, it. you're deriving joy out of the fact that I stubbed my toe in the <laughs> office. You darn right we are. That's Diddy Kong's <laughs> toe stuff. That's now. gold. That's gold. I wonder yeah, yeah. So like to record some of the sound effects. Someone's like like hiding behind a desk and like hitting somebody with a stapler. <laughs> gotcha. Whoa, got it. There's like a guy who's like prowling around. He's got like a handheld recorder and he's just like, hey, hey, hey. He's just like sticks you with a thumbtack. And it's like, I got it. I <laughs> got the perfect sale. The previous gotcha. 10 employees who didn't get their sound recorded. Well, Can we just like act this in the, in the, in the no. sound booth? Like, no, it has, no. To, be, has, has to be real. It has, has to be pure pain. It has to be fierce sweat. It's actually the game it's director be terror running around. Sweat. Terror sweat. That's what it was. <laughs> That's a subsidy. <laughs> Could you just be real. could you just maybe could I just like exercise the sweat? No, it's gotta be terror sweat. But not yeah. <laughs> you gotta be real pain. It's got painful screams, not one of those fake screams. It's gotta sound like you really are a baby monkey getting hit by a giant crocodile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows For what real. that sounds like. Yeah. So if it's not real, then people are gonna know. It's gotta be actors. Donkey Kong Country two is one of those games that's a, it's one of those sequels that I think improves upon the first one in every single way possible. Oh yeah, I feel like just Dixie's like ponytail spin as oh, mobility that Donkey yep. Kong's role just doesn't. Yep, totally. But, I think it it still could have been the same if you had Donkey Kong and uh Dixie Kong. Mhm. I like agree. Dixie Kong just yeah, Dixie Kong makes it honestly easier as a kid. I loved using Dixie Kong when I was a kid playing the game, like it was kind of the crutch that you needed as a child <laughs> to be able to get through. Yeah, it's like, those it's games. like playing uh, Princess in Mario 2. Princess Peach, yeah. 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 The strongest character. It's almost like, mm-hmm. actually, Parnell Toad's the strongest character. I'm like, I know! <laughs> but, but, um, Prince Peach was the best character. But, to help me out with something real quick with Donkey Kong Country, it's been a while, but if I'm not mistaken, in the first Donkey Kong Country, Diddy Kong was pretty much solely there to be an extra hit you could take. Like, he didn't have an ability. You could throw him, yes, as Donkey right. Kong, but he didn't have any of the signature things he can do in later games. It was just right, him running yeah. behind Donkey Kong. Yeah, I don't even think that neither of them had a special thing. Like, both of them in the first game would jump, pick up things. That was it. That was, like, all you could do. Really. Well, Donkey roll. Kong had the roll, yeah. No, Diddy Kong had the roll, too. He would cartwheel. Oh, okay. In that case, yeah, they you were pretty much one and the same. But then, yeah, Donkey Kong Country 2, Dixie has the hair. Diddy doesn't have the hair. Yes. Um, and then in DKC3, you still have Dixie, but then you go back to uh, Kitty Kong. So, yeah, Dixie's kind of just there as the uh, the the easy mode. <laughs> now, in the newer games, like in... Um, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mm-hmm. That game is uh, great, by the way. You've got the pop gun. Uh, Dixie, uh, Diddy Kong has the pop gun that he can shoot it when you're in two-player mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause I yeah. never got to play two players, but I do love it. I think he has a jetpack, too. He does. He does. Oh, well, jetpack sounds like easy <laughs> mode. I mean... Jetpack is definitely the easy mode. But. Donkey Kong Country <laughs> Returns was such game. a good game. And also, an underappreciated game, DK Jungle Climber, was a great game. Not many Ooh. people played that one. 
I Does that it. one use the bongos or no bongos? No bongos. It was on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I only play he, games with bongos in them. He used <laughs> he the more triggers to control his hand. So like you're like climbing. Oh, walls. and he's like swinging, right? Yes, yeah, so he would like left, right, yeah. left, right, and if you just held one button, he'd spin around the peg, and then when you let it go, he leaps off of the peg. It was a really <laughs> fun game. Was that game also one that used like the the rotation sensor in the cartridge? Thank heavens, no. I was going to say, that would have been a perfect thing for that. The problem is, though the concept is cool, execution was rough. Like, WarioWare used it in one of his games. It was like, this is cool, but at the same time, I lose the screen half the friggin' time. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was a couple yeah. of Kirby games like that, too, for the Game Boy. Like Kirby, Game Boy Color. Tilt and Tumble. Kilt and Tilt and Tumble, which means, like, tumble. okay, so you move the Game Boy to the left in order to, like, kind of tilt them to the left, which is a great idea, but then, like, the glare from everything else around you <laughs> off the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to flick the Game Boy to make them jump. Oh, really? oh man! What? I, I, yeah, you'd actually do this with the gameplay, like flick it forward, like you were like, oh, a dual-handed wow. yeah, whip. Flick it, like this is this <laughs> like is the most whip. old man take I'll ever have, and that's you can keep your motion controls. Don't want them ever. Oh Don't man! Want them you ever. haven't played Super Swing Golf on the Wii? Then nope. That, that game is man, great. You haven't played Virtual Reality. That's right. Get on that Beat Saber. <laughs> Stop oh, man. Keep talking. I, 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 just, I did play Beat Saber. I played play, my nephew had Beat Saber, and and that was all right. Keep talking, or everyone explodes. Make them get that, and you'll enjoy that game. That is a great game, especially in VR. Yes, I, th- I think I think motion controls outside of VR. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, come on. You know, I don't the worst do this, defender was thing. <laughs> the Connect. The Connect was just the worst defender because it was like trying to be motion controls just by like videotaping you, but it wasn't not really it. doing it. They had that freaking like roll your boat down the river game. It was like people getting like freaking <laughs> arm seizures playing the damn thing. <laughs> it just wasn't cutting it. All right, Pernell, you have a you have a bonus round track for us. I do, and it bonus. is not it is not Shine Warrior Maiden, so you can oh. take that to the bank. Hey, I've listened to more of that music. It was pretty good. It was a good jam. But this track actually is a cover of of the battle theme from a, a game that a lot of people don't talk too much about, a level five classic called Rogue Galaxy. Um, this is the All cover right. to the Braveheart battle theme covered by Ferd K, a regular for me on the show, um, but he just makes it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is those space pirates you're talking about. Absolutely.
Welcome back. You're listening to Braveheart, the battle theme from Rogue Galaxy, covered by Ferd K. And uh, yeah, I was looking for music from specifically Rogue Galaxy for the cover bonus round area. And this was the clear winner for me. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't played Rogue Galaxy in a while. It's a game that I liked for the time on PS2. Played a stupid amount of time into it, only to make very little progress because I was grinding for items to make, use the slot into equipment builds because this game had a very addictive upgrade system where you had to find items and slot them into like a board. And then when you fill certain areas of the board up, you unlocked various bonuses. So oh, okay. very board game-esque. And that, well, I can't complete this note unless I find this rare fruit. And the rare fruit's only in this section of this map. <laughs> I would do it. I, that would be very addicting. Yeah, I could totally be be on so that. You spend all your time going after these rare items when, like, the story is becoming like, like what happened in the story? Oh, no, I didn't even remember anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, I just like beating up robots <laughs> to get exotic fruit to slot into a pegboard to get new abilities. <laughs> and then, of course, they had a freaking like item alchemizing system, so you could like freaking like synthesize new gear. Hmm. So you were using a pegboard to get new abilities and stats. You're using synthesizing to get better equipment and weapons. And it was just like, it hit, it scratched both itches. And the combat was even fun because it was an action RPG. So, friggin' hell. Play Rogue Galaxy. It was a level five joint. It's worth your time. And it's on PS4 Rogue too. Galaxy. Gal- uh, yeah, I think that's where I saw that too. I think I saw, I can picture the um, the characters on that cover. I even saw the strategy guy. Well, if I ever play it, I'll be coming to your house and photocopy. Did it tell you where to get the fruits? It did. Obviously not. Oh, I told you oh. where. You still got to do it. Good grind for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the Earthbound guy told you where to find the Sword of Kings. Good luck getting it, though. <laughs> well, for more information on the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com, where we'll have links to our artists' band camps and SoundClouds, and everywhere you can uh, download the music, buy the music, and support these artists. Pirates, and we're here to take your bananas. That's right. The most uh, <laughs> valuable, most valuable thing we can think of. I always found that funny, by the way. The whole idea of like Donkey Kong Country being like King K. Rule stole off Donkey Kong bananas. Go get them back. How they're not spoiled? <laughs> yeah, I, special bananas. I know yeah, it was sponsored had... by Dole, but nonetheless, <laughs> well, it doesn't make them special. At the beginning of the game, they're yellow, but by the end of the game, they're all like black and brown. <laughs> We're going yeah, to make a lot mushy. of banana bread, Diddy. <laughs> yeah, very proud. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks everyone for for joining us and listening to episode thirty-five dash four rhythm and pixels. This is our um, pirates pirates theme show with pirates. Austin Catagen from WASD. W A S D. Thank you guys for having me. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, well, love thank, being on here with you guys. Thank Likewise, you for spending friend. your evening with us. We love having you here, so you're always welcome back. You know what that just means. So you just got to keep making more music. It's so easy, right? Just keep making more music. It's so easy. This album only back. took me six years to make. It'll be <laughs> next one will be right out. <laughs> just churn it out. And your um and the and the, re- the the world premiere is tonight. Yes. Uh, yeah. The album comes tonight. out December sixteenth. So you'll be able to check it out uh, when whenever you're listening to this. You can check it out at 
uh, Bandcamp. Our Bandcamp link is wasdband.bandcamp.com. The album's called Escape. It's going to be up for $8 digital download. You can get it on CD and floppy disk. I love We're doing that. a special floppy disk single that you can get, uh, and it'll actually have, have music on it, and I'll mail it to you. <laughs> and by the way, I was joking 100% about the whole making music to come on the show. You're always welcome on the show. All you got to do is be like, oh. yo, I got a goofy topic. Yeah, if I want to do wanna, it. If you just want to chat, yeah, just come on out. Oh, wait, you got to oh, tell me that. It. Is this a five and a quarter or like a three and a three and a quarter inch? Three and a half. Three to three, three and a half? Uh, yeah. Three and a half, yeah. What to say? This five yep. and a quarter is going to need 1.44 megabytes. <laughs> I still have I'm not expecting anybody to be able to listen to it. I'm I, I'm 100 expecting it to be like, it's a novelty media form, you know, hey, like cassettes. I do have a drive. Like, I do have a USB like to floppy drive. And that's what I, I got still have a Windows reason. XP computer in my basement. Oh, is this, do you still have Ooh. that? That's right, Windows XP with a disk drive. I could play it authentically. authentically. With a floppy drive? That's right. You know, actually, oh, listen, yeah, yeah, listening yeah. to it from the floppy disk is is a much better experience. This is like a like the vinyl record snobs. Exactly. It's warmer. <laughs> it's warmer. It's funny enough too, like I have hooked that lap that computer up in like in like not recent years, but recent ish, like maybe the beginning of twenty twenty. And uh it has like a mighty switch force one wallpaper. Oh really? So we're talking <laughs> when the D S was new. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think I have my old computers anymore. I, I, no, I, I do. I, that old, the old one I used, especially the very first one I used for the podcast, finally got junked. Oh. Or recycled. I used a recycling service. I'm glad I got a, I got a nice home and taking on the life of another. Yeah, I hope it does. <laughs> I, I hope the parts do and the metal does anyway. Metal. I just don't want that metal going into a landfill is, is my, only, my only thing. Um, Electronics recycling is such a hard hard situation to deal with you know yeah. like getting rid of old pcs or like old tvs i had to get rid of a crt unfortunately and like i know that those things are like people out there would totally love to get them but oh, i just couldn't cold. find anyone to get one i'm surprised yeah yeah because those things people look for those oh, retro so, yeah. gamers specifically but they're so heavy mm -hmm. and to move it was them. so heavy so heavy to move this thing. like move give it. me heat stroke trying to move it <laughs> <laughs> i gotta try i lugged a 27 inch tv up the stairs of my house oh my god oh, your retro room yes yeah, right it's in oh, the retro room I'm playing Shining Force 3 on it right now, so hey, it was nice. worth it. Yeah, I mean, those pixels do look great on that, with like the way they I think they're meant to meant to be seen. But yeah, they are like some heavy equipment. I had an old like those pixels. Had an old desk in my bedroom growing up, and um, I eventually bought a TV to buy a PlayStation and plug it together. And like, remember my my desk was like sagging in the middle because of the TV. <laughs> it's it's so, so heavy, so heavy. We've come a long way, baby. We've come a long way. Still got burning problems. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> aside from the album and from the band camp, is there anything else you want to mention on the show before we uh, head on out? I don't think so. Oh, we're playing MAGFest. I guess I should say yes. that. Uh, That's a pretty you guys are deal. doing MAG. We're doing MAGFest. We're playing main stage. We got a, we got a whole band going there, four-piece band. Uh, don't know what day yet, but keep your eyes peeled on the MAGFest uh, schedule if you're going to be there. We would love to have you in the crowd. Yeah, I keep, I keep hoping for the schedule to be like posted, but... Not not just yet. So maybe maybe this weekend. It's gonna be a Magfest treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how it was for me. Um, the the one year I went, I just was kind of wandering around, being like, "What band is playing now?" Who's like, playing oh, in this room? awesome, Super Soul Brothers. That's great. Okay, what band is playing now? <laughs> oh, Knights of the Round. Great. Who's yeah. playing in this bathroom? Oh, alcohol poisoning. Crap. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> well, there are also just a lot of bands and DJs that just play in the hallways too. So in the hallways and at the chip space, jam space, there's, there's music. 
it's all over, it's, 24 hours. It's overwhelming. If you if you you'll find something you like. So go come to Magfest. Come watch WASD. Come see me and Purnell. Um, we're gonna have a little podcast meetup after the show. Uh, maybe we'll go to see a concert together. Maybe we'll have dinner or something. That'd be fun. But I'm thinking after the awesome. panel. Everyone bring your Switch, though, because we'll be waiting for that dinner. <laughs> well, I'll we're bring gonna, my Steam Deck. I'll bring my own food. I Honestly, I love my <laughs> Steam Deck, but I couldn't bring it to MagFest out the boat. If I dropped my Switch, I'd be upset, but I'd, I could, I'd get over it in the long run. Plus, it's easier for me to carry the Switch around. The Steam Deck, mm-hmm. though... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to. Don't want to have to replace that. You ain't lying. That'd be like packs unplugged, where I just like had like four sandwiches in my backpack. Hey, that's smart business. Your money, your Wise. wallet. Thank you. Yeah, just gotta ration it out. Um, oh yeah. So anyway, if you want to get in contact with our show, if you want to say hello, um, if you have any comments, if you have a track suggestion, a topic suggestion, or if you're in a remix band or, or cover band or whatever, we would like to hear from you. Send us an email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for a full track listing of this episode and access to all of our episodes, go to the website, www.rhythmandpixels.com. We we can earn the WWs again? That's right. That time of year. Yeah, we got that money for that. HTTPS. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As as the time of this recording, Rhythm and Pixels Radio is back on YouTube. Um, Yeah, our copyright strikes from Square Enix finally go away. (laughs) We can put music on YouTube again. So go to old times. Just like old times. Go to youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels for 24-7, 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts um, for your listening pleasure. It's also um, multicast to Twitch, twitch.tv slash rhythm and pixels. It's playing there right now, but YouTube is a much easier place to kind of find music and listen to it there. And if you want to support the show... You can go to uh, rhythmandpixels.com slash merch. We have cool t-shirts like VGM related t-shirts. So if you're looking for that perfect Christmas gift for someone ho, ho, ho. special, get them a, you can get them a, a, a TGIF versus Capcom t-shirt with Carl Winslow on the back. Because <laughs> yes, you know love everyone that loves shirt. that. Um, they or, should. <laughs> you can also support us by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. As a member there, you get access to monthly live streams of the show. And at higher levels, there's cool stuff like mugs and stickers and uh, exclusive T-shirts. And then at the end of every episode, we like to thank all of the members who are at the highest tiers. And so we'd like to thank uh, Brooke. And also, congratulations on the new gig, Brooke. Oh. Well-deserved. Yeah, congratulations, Brooke. Um, so thank you and congratulations to Brooke. Thank you and congratulations to Frankly Zappa. Hey. And uh, Khalid. I don't know. They, I'm sure they've got some good things going on in their Honestly, lives. Honestly, I want them to, if, he, if they do, I want them to tell us. I yeah, want let them us, to write let, in and tell we, us. We want to. Um, or message us on Discord. To share in your good fortune. So thank you to Brooke, Frankly Zappa, and Khalid. Thank you very, very much. Thank you to um, username number one. Number thank you. one. Uh, killing it in the alphabetical order list of names. Uh, thank you to Kristen, GameFan44. Thank you to Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast. Thanks to Mike Myers. I lost the bet. I lost the friggin' baby pool. Oh, you lost the baby pool? I lost the baby pool. Well, that's, that's pretty not, Losing the baby pools? That's right. How many, how many babies in the pool? Well, just the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> thank you to Alf Person, Vashon8060, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito, uh, host of the Heroes 3 podcast, a podcast about Asian cinema and Kung Fu movies. Thank you to Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy in soon-to-be retro gaming 
streaming competitor slash collaborator. I like that. Thanks to many slashes. Lots of slashes. He's, he's got like four names. The Shinobi. <laughs> Thanks to Christopher Shenstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Regal, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Schneider, host of XVGM Radio, Keith Shusterman, Dr. Michael Bridgewater, uh, Rage Cage, host of the, the VG Emporium podcast, Reinhardt Zelkova, Romancing Sagat 81, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson, host of the VG Embassy, our podcast father, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you all very much and many, many more for your continued support of our little show. We really appreciate it. We genuinely appreciate all your support. We see your names every week, and it just encourages us to produce more content, to be better, be faster, be stronger, um, be the best podcast in the world as for this, you. As we go into <laughs> soon to be going into 2023, the, cho- the choice of topics becomes even wilder because... Yeah. <laughs> Duplication is imminent. Yeah, first 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 episode of the new year. It's wild card five. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, thanks again, Austin, for spending your evening with us, chatting with us Rob Burnell. Thanks for music. having me. You're always welcome. Really appreciate it. So it much fun. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Donkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Ow. <laughs> All right. Um, so again, the name of the show is Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, dietary concerns are all what it's all about you know there's always something to be concerned about and also piracy is always about the adventure the yo-ho-ho the bottle of milk the hunting of treasure but what is a problem in both worlds is scurvy that's right scurvy that's just me making a vital excuse to say hey nutrition is important eat your fruits and vegetables don't be a complete carnivore because meat's delicious but it's not 100% nutritious by itself Got to get those oranges in there. You better believe it. All the oranges you can muck down. Mandarin if you need it. <laughs> you can slap it on a pizza if you want. Tell them Purnell sent you. Oh, mandarin pizza? Absolutely. Mm. Pie pie. Mandarin oranges, I, pineapple, and ham. I don't know how I feel about Ooh. citrus and cheese, Purnell. What you, well, yeah, but you're delicious. That's how you feel. It feels yeah, delicious. But We're going to make this pie at MAGFest. Yes. I'll make it for you guys. Consumption, I'm in. <laughs> you know, there's those people with like, like DJs and, and record players in the hallway. You're going to have like a little little barbecue pit. <laughs> yeah, with a little pizza oven yeah. and, a, and, a, and a pizza stone and everything ready to go. Oh, man. I'm good. But yes. And I can charge whatever I want because it's Gaylord prices. <laughs> you know, you'll I can still mark un- it up as much as I want. And you'll still undercut them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat healthy, pig.
save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.